You are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. We thank you for your word. I ask that everyone who live here lit in their hearts. In Jesus' name. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. Most of the time, the reason why we have a scriptural text is to guide your heart around what the focus of the Spirit is per time. When you read through the Bible, you'll find that there's always a focus of the Spirit per time. God is strategic. Amen. That means that when he's doing something, there's something he wants to achieve and there's a way he goes about it. There are deliberate things that the Spirit of God is fulfilling in your heart and in your life in this season. That might be different from what he was doing last year. That might be different from what he was doing five years ago. And it's important for every believer to recognize the workings of the Spirit part-time in his life or her life. The Bible says, can two walk together except they agree? That means that when you partner with the Holy Ghost, you'll get the best out of it. Amen. So, this scripture, let's read it together, I want to go. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. God wants to multiply you. Amen. And He wants you to experience multiplication. Anytime you hear that, of course we know that multiplication is a mathematical term. It means that God wants to increase you. Amen. But he doesn't, he doesn't just want to increase you in small numbers. He wants to increase you in large numbers. Hallelujah. He wants to increase you in a big way. Permit me to use that term. Now, the idea of multiplication is not a human idea. It's not man that thought of the fact that I want to be multiplied. We find that right from the beginning, when God created man in Genesis 1... He had multiplication on his mind. Amen. I said he had what? Multiplication on his mind. Now, in the scripture, let's look at Genesis 1, 28. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, it said, And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That means that he had multiplication on his mind from the beginning. Amen. Whatever it is you are doing, how it is, is not how God wants it to end. Amen. Whatever it is that is going on right now in your life, 
Look at the scope of it. Look at the size of it. Look at the dimension of it. God is thinking multiplication. Amen. So when God blessed them, you know, you find that even God did the same, even for animals, He blessed them. One of the, transla- one of the scriptures says, He blessed them saying. That means that, um, you know, most of the time when we read by the Bible, there's a way we understand it. Some people might think, He blessed them. Then he said, after blessing them, he said they should be fruitful. No, no, no. The fruitfulness is the blessing. The multiplication is the blessing. Amen. Replenish the earth is the blessing. Are you with me? Have dominion is the blessing. He blessed them saying, Amen. Be fruitful. That means there was an empowerment from him to make them fruitful. Amen. Then there's an empowerment from, from him to make what has become fruitful to increase. Amen. That's multiplication. Listen. If there's something fruitful already happening with you, I want to announce to you that this season, multiplication is upon it in the name of Jesus. The difference between addition and multiplication, because addition also brings increase. You agree? Alright? But multiplication is what we call repeated addition. Amen. It means that when, you are being, when something is being multiplied, it's added several times over. So, multiplication is a better increase than addition. Amen. If you see the progression in the book of Acts, it starts by telling us in the second chapter, third chapter, it says, and the Lord added to the church such as should be saved. He used the word added. By the time we got to chapter 6, the Bible says, when the Lord had multiplied. Amen. Meaning that he started with addition, but his desire was what? Multiplication. I don't know if this year there has been addition in your life, but I'm, I'm inviting you to come into the flow of multiplication. Amen. That means that God knows the difference between when he's adding and when he's multiplying. Because in the progression, he added to the church daily. Later, the Bible says, saying, they multiplied, they multiplied, they multiplied. And multiplication became the trend. Meaning that even when God is adding to your life, what he really has on his mind is multiplication. Amen. Glory to God. Has anything big happened for you this year or ever? And it's an addition. Get ready for multiplication now. Get ready for multiplication now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? But you find in scripture, see, so get the first thing there. Multiplication has always been on God's mind. Multiplication is on God's mind concerning whatever it is you are doing. Now, most of the time, when we hear God said to them to be blessed, um, to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the earth, we always think of the fact that God just wanted them to have many children. Now, apart from humans multiplying, He's also talking about you as an individual, your potential multiplying. Amen. That means that the ability to accomplish more is still you. Amen. But there is greater capacity. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Listen to me. When the Spirit of God rests upon a man, he multiplies his abilities. All of a sudden, you see that there are many things he can do. Things he never thought he was, you know, Paul put it this way. He said, we are not sufficient of ourselves. Our sufficient is of God. Amen. Alright? He is of God. That means it is God that enables us to do the things that we do. When the grace of God is upon you, things multiply in your life. Glory to God. And this multiplication, it has to be seen in real terms. It has to be seen in the things that you do. 
in your interactions, in your transactions. Everybody say in my interactions. Say in my transactions. The multiplication must be seen. Glory to God. It must manifest. Let's go back to our opening text in Jeremiah 30, 19. It said, And out of them, a group of people, it said, out of them shall proceed what? Thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry. Then it said, And I will multiply them. It was speaking like their thanksgiving and making merry is like a trigger, amen, for God's multiplication. Are we together? Are we together? One of the blessings on Abraham was that God told him, I will multiply you. Amen. I will multiply you. It means that because you are Abraham's seed, that blessing of having everything you do multiplies upon you. The seed principle of life, I won't have the time to go into it, is that you take one, and plant it. And more comes out of it. Amen. That means the ability to reproduce is inside of that seed. Am I communicating? Listen to me. Just as you are, there's so much in you. Amen. There's so much in you. If one has come out, and they're celebrating that one thing that has come out of you, there are ten other things that can come out from you. Amen. Amen. This month, Experience multiplication of your potentials, of your ideas, of your abilities, of your networks, of your associations. There are some of you, it's only, you know, you just have two, two, two networks that support everything that you do. God can multiply your networks. Valuable way, in a valuable way. Okay, okay, okay. Let me speak the language that the man in our area will understand. God can multiply your customers. Aha. It means that you could have three or four people that always buy from you. Say, thank God for these people. Let them come again and again and again. God has a better way. Say, oh God, continue to bless my customers so that they will come. No, God can give you ten more customers like that one customer. Amen. Amen. That's multiplication. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. So, I want to show you something about a very simple principle of multiplication that you can apply in your personal life all the time. You see, one of the blessings of the New Testament, let me tell you what it is, is that we can... Provoke the supernatural. We can create what we want to see. Amen. That's the blessing of the New Testament. That's the blessing of the New Testament. That we can initiate something by reason of the knowledge of God's word that we have. That means I'm saying that we can deliberately increase ourselves. I can consciously say I'm going to increase this year by the word of God. Amen. And I will experience increase. That's the blessing of the New Testament. Am I complicating? Why did God give us his word? So that we can do. Create with his word. 
So you can experience more than you are experiencing now deliberately. Glory to God. Everything that happens in the realm of the spirit can be explained based on principles. Glory to God. A principle is simply an established way or order, a pattern, something that is sure. For example, we talk about the law of gravity, Abby. That if you jump up, you will come down. I'm using it in a very uh, layman's term. You are sure. So you can walk with it because it always works. Hallelujah. So in the word of God, there are principles that can always produce multiplication for you. Amen. It will always work. Always work. So, we're going to look at it from what Jesus did. I have different accounts of the same story, but I think I should pick Luke's account. Amen. You'll find my story, what I want to share with you, in Matthew 14. You'll find it in Mark chapter 6. You'll find it in Luke chapter 9. You'll find it in John chapter 6. But we'll pick Luke. Let's look at Luke chapter 9. Um, I would prefer to start from a verse. Twelve. Twelve will be good. Twelve. Hallelujah. Are you there? It says there, And when the day began to wear away, that means it was getting towards night, right? Then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about, and lodge, and get victuals, like food. For we are here in a desert place. See, get the point in verse 12 before we move. Did you get it? He said, send the multitude away. It's getting, to, uh, it's getting dark. It's getting late. And these guys had gathered. Jesus was having three days of revelation and manifestation. Amen. And then he said, let them, if they don't close on time, because where they were, was they were having a meeting out of town. They won't be able to get food. They won't be able to get where to stay. So, let them go on time. <laughs> Someone put it this way, that the disciples were not actually concerned about the people. They were concerned about themselves. Amen. But they know Jesus loves the people. So, they say, it's the people. Amen. Verse 13. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more. But what? Five loaves and two fishes. Except we should go and buy meat for all these people. Keep going. We're going to verse 16. For there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. Continue. 
And they did so. And made them all sit down. Continue. Then, let's read this together. I want to go. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. Verse 17. And when they did eat and were all filled, there was taken up of fragments that remained to them. How many? Twelve baskets. Did you understand the story? This was the story of Jesus multiplying five loaves and two fishes. Amen. Glory to God. I would say five loaves and two fishes. And then, when they finished, they had 12 baskets full of loaves and fishes. Amen. But originally, he had how many? Five. Five loaves and two fishes. Jesus taught us something here that's he could multiply loaves. You know, I, you know, sometimes when we hear this kind of thing, theologians, you know, want to start bringing us, what's the meaning of the five loaves? What's the meaning of two fishes? It doesn't, it's just five loaves and two fishes. Amen. There's no mystery. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There's no mystery. It's the it five loaves, the five, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers. <laughs> There's no scripture that says so. And why we say that is because Jesus, this was not the only time Jesus multiplied loaves. Amen. At another time, he multiplied loaves for 4,000 men. Amen. And he had seven loaves at that time. And then when they finished, they had seven baskets full. But what I want to show you is how Jesus always multiplied the things. Amen. Amen. Are we together? How? That means that it was something he, he consciously knew how to do. And has passed to you. Amen. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So I'm going to show you Matthew's account of that scripture. We just read Luke, right? So, now let me explain something before I, I, I go there. Jesus fed 5,000 men. If you read uh, Matthew's account, Matthew's account, he said 5,000 men besides women and children. That means that there were more than 5,000. The 5,000 were males. Adult males. 5,000. So it was believed that there were 15 or 20,000 or more. But it was five loaves. Now someone said, what kind of loaf was it? Was it? It's not even the kind of loaf that some of you um, uh, uh, single brothers eat. You understand that? You know? <laughs> All those kind of two feet loaves. Amen. No, 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 no. Bible said there are five barley loaves. The barley loaves. So, are you understanding me? And then two fishes. Um, I think it was John's account or Luke's account. He said two small, he emphasized, small fishes. But 
they multiplied and then had 12 baskets left over. How did that happen? Because it can happen again and it's happening again in our midst. It's happening in your house. Amen. It's happening in your, in your place of work. Amen. So I want to show you something. So we're going to look at how Jesus did that. Okay? Because, let me, let me just show you a scripture. Let's go to John chapter 6 verse 6. Let me just show you something. Read 5, then get to 6, please. When Jesus then lifted his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that this may eat? All these people. Verse 6. And this, let's read together. And this he said to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. That means that the multiplication was deliberate. Amen. He himself. Everybody say he himself. Knew what to, what he will do. That's how you will live here. And you yourself, you will know what you will do. Amen. So, it's not an accident. It's not like, Jesus said, eh, 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 the bread is mine. No. He proposed to multiply the bread. Amen. For he himself knew what he would do. So, I want to show you the principle um, that was applied all through. Every time Jesus... And it was emphasized all through the accounts. Let's look at um, Matthew's account first. Uh, you find in Matthew 14. Permit me. I just want to show you the exact scriptures. Alright. Look at verse 18 and 19 of Matthew 14. Are you there? He said, He said, Bring them hither to me. That's what the five loaves and two fishes. Alright? Bring it to me. Verse 19. Hey, be awake, oh. Be awake, be awake. Verse 19, let's read together. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took what? The five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples to the multitude. Please read it again. Want to go? And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. Look, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke. And gave the loaves to his disciples. And the disciples to the multitude. Amen. So the miracle happened between his hand and the hand of the man to eat it. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Okay. We are coming. But what did Jesus do? He took the loaves. Looking up to heaven. What did he do? He blessed, broke it, and then gave to them. Go to Mark 6. 41. Mark 6, 41. 
See the same thing again in Mark's account. Let's read together. I want to go. And when he had taken the five loaves, what did he do? And the two fishes? He looked up towards and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them and the two fishes divided he among them all. Did you see that? Matthew agreed what he did. Mark agreed what he did. Let's check Luke. Luke chapter 9. Look at verse 16. Glory to God. In Luke 9, 16, Then he took the five loaves and two fishes. What did he do? And looking up to heaven, he did what? He blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. Do you see that? John chapter 6. Let's look at John's account. This is about the miracle that all the gospels recorded. Amen. Matthew recorded it. Mark recorded it. Luke recorded it. John recorded it. Amen. It's so that you too will record it. Amen. Glory to God. Alright. John chapter 6. Verse 11. Just a minute. Are you there? And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, what did he do? He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Did you see that? Let me add one more. Now, I told you that he multiplied loaves twice. At least the scripture recorded. This one, the first was 5,000 people. There was also another one for 4,000 people. So that one, that story is in Mark chapter 8. Amen. So let's see whether he did the same thing in, Mark's, in Mark chapter 8. Let's go to Mark 8. Um, I'll just pick one verse of scripture. Verse 6. Maybe... Start from five, so you know it's not the same story. Five, start from five. If I catch you sleeping, if I catch you sleeping, eh? When I tell you to go home and sleep, you'll be awake. Amen. Verse five. And he asked them, how many loaves have you? And they said, what? Seven. That means it's different. The other times, how many loaves have you? They say, what? Five. Now it says seven. That's a different story. Verse six. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground. And let's read it together. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave to the disciples to set before them and they did set before the people. Now listen, what Jesus was doing was not different from what Elijah had done, what Elisha had done. Amen. Amen. Are we together? It was not different from what Elijah and Elisha had done. Not different. It was the same principle. There is no loaf that he multiplied that he didn't first take. You didn't hear me. There is no loaf that he multiplied that he didn't first take. You will see, and he took the loaves. And he took the loaves. The reason why many things have never multiplied in our lives is that we've never given it to him. Amen. And he took the loaves. He took the loaves. He took the loaves. He took the gifts. He took the idea. 
He took the time. Are you understanding me? He took the loaf. Now, the five loaves and two fishes is what they had. It's their own available. Amen. What is available to you? It's what was available to them. Now, listen. These five loaves and two fishes, other story tells us that they, they got it from a young lad, a little lad. I believe they bought it. Are you understanding me? Maybe it was something disciples were keeping. <laughs> something my wife used to talk about, you know, when they were in university. You know, um, they call it vex money. I don't know if, I don't know if, you understand that? They say if someone's taking you out for lunch or dinner, hold your own. If the person goes there and disappoints you, you bring out that money. Are you understanding me? So, so I believe that disciples, that was their own vex money. Are you understanding me? That food they kept aside. If Jesus, if nothing happens here today, if we stay here today, this, when everybody has gone, we'll sit down and eat, share this one. Because Jesus said, you give them to eat. How did he know they had something? Are you understanding me? So they were not happy. He said, how many loaves do you have? Because Philip was trying to quote to him and say, look, even 200 penny worth of loaf cannot feed all these people. I didn't ask you, how many do you have? Help me ask your neighbor, how many do you have? How many do you have? Listen to me. If you want to see multiplication, start with what you have. Amen. Recognize the available. That thing that God has already given you, that thing you already have, is what God will multiply. Now listen to me. In the principle of multiplication, the items that are multiplied are called factors. Are you with me? Then the result of the multiplication is called the product. If any of the factors are zero, multiplication will not work. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Some of you, oh, I want God to multiply. What have you brought on the table? Amen. What is available? What is available? What is available? What is available? He said, give me the five loaves. Give me the two fishes. It didn't look like it would amount to anything. But he, they gave it to him. He took it. The same thing Elijah did when he met the widow of Zarephath. He said, give me first. Amen. It's God taking it. So someone said, oh, this is my idea. This is my talent. I want you to shine and reach you. Give it to him first. Amen. Give it to him first. Let him take it. Now what Jesus did, Jesus stood in the place of God. Amen. When he took the loaves, the Bible says he looked up to heaven and blessed it. The blessing will never come upon what you have not given to him. Amen. Are you listening to me? The blessing, that supernatural empowerment, will never come upon what he didn't give to him. Some people have never given him their time. No, they've never given him their time. Some have never given him their talents. Some have never given him their skill. But they want it to multiply. No, it will never multiply. Until he blesses it. Amen. Are we together? So the scripture told us that he blessed it. And then the Bible said he broke it. Now look at the principle here. Jesus broke the bread. And then he gave to his disciples. And then they gave to the multitude. As long as they were willing to pass on what he gave to them. It will multiply in their hands. You didn't hear me well. As long as they were willing to pass on what he gave to them, it will multiply in their hands. But if they desire to keep it, the flow will stop there. That's what happened with the woman with the pot of oil. I said, go and borrow vessels, borrow not a few. As long as she was pouring out, there was more oil coming out. The moment the vessels finished, there was no more oil coming out. You know why some of you are not experiencing multiplication? Nobody is getting anything from you. Amen. There's nobody. That thing that God has given to you, you're not sharing it with anybody. Amen. 
You're not sharing with anybody. So, even when the blessing has come upon it, it's not experiencing multiplication. Because when he broke it and gave it to you, you didn't pass it on. The reason why he broke it and gave it was for them to distribute. Be a distributor. Amen. Be a sharer. Amen. Spread it. Amen. Are we together? So, the Bible says, he broke it. Then he gave it to them. And then they distributed. And as long as they were passing the bread, and passing the bread, they... There'll be more, there'll be more, there'll be more. The question was, where did the multiplication happen? Between the hand of Jesus and the hand of the last man. Amen. The multiplication was happening in that the, the, the Bible called it a miracle. Amen. He called it what? A miracle. That means that the bread was actually multiplying. Because the blessing had come upon it. And it was yielded to the process that God has ordained for it. Everything God is doing in your life, He has someone else connected to it. You didn't hear me. Every gifting, every grace, every opportunity that comes your way, there's someone else connected to it. And as long as you align yourself to be a conduit, to reach out to the next person that's connected to it, it will not stop flowing. It will never stop flowing. It will never stop flowing. Whether it's an idea, whether it's a gift, a skill, it will never stop flowing. Listen, this principle of multiplication is consistent throughout scripture. That he will first say, give me first. And then they put it in his hand. Then he blesses it. Amen. Then he breaks it. Hallelujah. Now, the question is, why didn't he, why didn't he just pass it on? Why did he have to break it? <laughs> why did he have to break it? You want to hear that one? Come for the next service. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, but listen to me. Listen to me. Everyone here, you are hearing this because it's time for you to start multiplication in your own house. Right in the thing that you are doing. Why, do, why, why is it that people that share knowledge receive more knowledge? It's the principle. Amen. It's the principle. It's the principle. As long as it is shared, it will multiply. Glory to God. Are we together? As you live here today, go and keep sharing. Amen. Amen. But first and foremost, give it to him. Hallelujah. You know, there are people that pray, Jesus is my Savior, but he is not yet your Lord. Amen. Please make him the Lord of your time. Make him the Lord of your gifts. Make him the Lord of your resources. Make him the Lord of your skills. Amen. Some of you, God is God apart from your bank accounts. Amen. No. Let him be Lord of everything that concerns you. And then, it means that you've handed it over to him. Look at Peter. Peter gave Jesus his boots. Amen. Jesus first took what was available. What was available? What did Peter have that Jesus needed? A boat. He took it. Then he blessed him. Amen. By the time he went out to fish, what happened? He had a net-breaking catch. Am I communicating? Help me ask your neighbor, what is available? Where is your five loaves and two fishes? Amen. My prayer for you today is that you recognize your five loaves. You recognize your two fishes. That thing that is insufficient, but it is available. Amen. 
that thing that it cannot do all the things you want to do, but it is available. Amen. Give it to him. Yield it to him. Let him have it. Let him use it. Amen. And then, his blessing will rest upon it. And it will multiply in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your right hand. Say, I receive understanding. Say again, I receive understanding. Glory to God. Very important. Very important. Very important. Now, anybody that applies himself this way will keep experiencing multiplication in everything. And I declare you will be a thousand times more in the name of Jesus. I say you will be a thousand times more in the name of Jesus. That's what we're talking about. In the world that we live in, it's not necessarily accumulation that makes for increase. No, sir. It is spreading that makes for increase. Hallelujah. In the kingdom. (laughs) Are we together? Let's use manure for an example. If you heap manure, it will smell. But when you spread it, things will grow. Is that not so? Yeah. So, learn to spread. Hallelujah. To share. Amen. That means that days you wake up, you are looking for who to share something with. Who to give something that is available. Amen. Something that you have. It's a grace. Amen. It's a grace. And my prayer is that we have men and women that will shake this world. Amen. Because of this understanding. No more will something be in your hand and be divided. No more will something be in your hand and be reduced. The days of subtraction are over. The days of division are over. And for some of you that have been having addition, I welcome you to multiplication. I welcome you to seasons of multiplication. In the name of Jesus, shall multiply. Glory to God. Money will multiply in your hands. Opportunities will multiply in your hands. Glory to God. I see people here, opportunities are multiplying. Are you understanding me? It was one door before, now there are 20 same doors. Amen. With the same capacity. Are you understanding me? With the same capacity. That in multiply does not mean the capacity reduced. I heard a testimony from three days of revelation and manifestation. Listen to me. The words that are spoken here, their potence. Life-giving. Life-giving. You were here in three days of reason. The testimonies are crazy. And I speak to you, doors are opening. The doors that open now, they are multiplying. In the name of Jesus Christ. Before now, it opens one door at a time. But I see people here where ten doors are opening at the same time. You know what happened to Peter? Peter was on that boat. He had to beckon on his partners. Hey, help, help. What are you calling people for help? Because the harvest is too much. 
multiplication has hammered me. Amen. So I need someone to help me. If not, this might even be a problem. Have you seen where a testimony becomes your problem? He said, come and help me. Come and help me. Come and help. Come and help. I'm announcing that the doors that are opening and opportunities, you will need assistance. You will need other companies to assist you. You need your friends to assist you. You say, please help. It might be in your discipline, on your job, or in the service that you render. You need others to assist you because you can't meet it. Why? Multiplication is happening to you. Glory to God. Say, I receive it. Glory to Jesus. Our sister was sharing a testimony about her plans to travel. And um, then the word came during three days of revelation that status had changed. Visa, um, 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 embassies have been commanded to give you visa. How many of you are here? Embassies have been commanded to give you visa. And she was watching via live stream, live stream, live stream, 28th of April. Live stream. And then the word was given. Amen. Her husband had been trying to ensure that the, um, the paperwork was done. And then he went on the 3rd of May. Asked if it was ready. They said, it's not ready. And they said, it cannot even be ready. It will take months. I can't remember if it was eight or five months they told him. Eh? Seven to eight months. It takes seven to eight months before it will be ready. Seven to eight months before it will be ready. On the 3rd of May. So he called her and was complaining. He doesn't know why. She said, don't worry. It has been settled. In the, it, was, it has been settled. He didn't understand what she was talking about. She said it has been settled. This was 3rd of May he was calling her. Because when he called the office, they said, no, it's not ready. But on the 5th of May, he received an email saying that they've granted her the request. Hold on, hold on. That's not even the testimony. Now, while he was rejoicing, he now checked the dates that they approved it. It was on the 30th of April. Are you understanding me? So when you hear say this week, we are opening portals in the spirits. On the 30th of April, and we were announcing on the 28th that the embassies have been commanded. They don't know they've been commanded. <laughs> Just like the woman. But they have been commanded. That means they will do the bidding of heaven. On the 30th. She received it. It was done. Even the people, can you imagine you call them, they say, it doesn't, that means naturally it's not supposed to work because they say, no, it's not ready. It will not even be ready in the next eight months. You are calling the office that approved it too. And they say it's not ready. <laughs> Amen. There's someone here that has the same kind of testimony. The very same kind of testimony. What I just shared is a replica of your own experience. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen. 
doors have been commanded to join the multiplication chain. Are you understanding me? The multiplication effect working upon your life, doors and opportunities have been commanded to join in. That means he's saying, hey, you are among, hey, you are among, hey, you are among, hey, you are among, hey, you are among. And the doors are lining up in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I receive it. I called a brother, I think it was a Savannah camp meeting, and laid hands on him, and I said, I saw a car given to you. He said, Amen. I met him in just in April. He said, Sir, it has happened. In February, we were in Abuja for one word from God. A pastor came to meet me. He said, in camp meeting of um, Savannah Church, you ministered to me, laid hands on me, and told me um, the prophecy was about what will happen in February, between that just and February. So he came. He was trying to see me, trying to see me. We couldn't see until the, um, the program ended on a Saturday. I preached on a Sunday in uh, that church. So he came to see me on a Sunday afternoon. So, like, why, why do you want to see me? You know? Then he explained. He came with his seed. He said, sir, my la- everything has just fallen in line. As you said. Now, the prophecy that was given there, go and listen to the tape. I've had dozens of testimonies from that word. Today, I'm announcing to you again. That multiple doors are opening for you. All our family members that are here, all our friends that are here, listen to me. You will celebrate this testimony too. Let me share the one that connects to you. A brother was in service and his friend was coming to meet him in service. I don't know whether to ask him for money or to look for money or something. He came to see him during Thursday service. As he was walking into the hall, I was prophesying, receive money in Jesus' name. So he was there. He stood and said, Amen. Do you know he received the money? (laughs) He came to collect money, but he received money. Amen. So I don't know why you came as a visitor. I don't know how you came as a friend. But that thing in the air is resting upon you also. You are not living here empty in the name of Jesus. Put your hands out like this. Just put out your palm, if you, especially those of you coming for the first time. I speak over you. That in the name of Jesus, these words I've spoken. Let your hand carry the blessings that are in my mouth. As you live here, your hands are filled in the name of Jesus. And God satisfies your hearts with that desire in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for you that you are not leaving this service empty. That this week, there will be a sign to prove to you that your coming here has triggered something. And that that thing it has triggered will bring joy to your soul in the name of Jesus. I quench every voice of darkness against you and your family. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. I silence everything that will bring sorrow and sadness to your home now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I open to you portals of favor. And I open to you portals of joy. In Jesus mighty name. And your life will never remain the same. And let people say loud, Amen. Amen. Celebrate Jesus. Amen. Say, I have received. I have received. <laughs> say it again, I have received. I have received. I was with D-Line Church. On Thursday. And I said something I want to say to you as I close. God is committed to your progress. He's not partially committed, He's totally committed to your progress. Say, God is committed to my progress. Some of you have more faith in Satan's commitment to your failure than you have faith in God's commitment to your success. God is more committed to your progress than Satan is to your failure. Are you listening to me? We have wonderful friends and family members here. We like to recognize their presence. Amen. So if you are Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of